Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Inside the Five. It's Stav. I'm Will. And it's Griff. And today we're going to be recapping Monday Night Football from week two. We're going to go through the entire slate of week three of the NFL season. And we're also going to give our lock of the week. Boys, what do you say? Let's do it. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Before we get into week three, we do have some Monday night games we got to cover. So before we're done with week two, before we put it to bed, guys, we have the Bills against the Titans, the first game that kicked off in a slate where if you didn't have two TVs, then you could only watch one game. Um, <clears throat> I felt I felt like Scott Hansen the way that I just said that. Um, but yeah, Bills, Titans, this was a... Quick, legit test, as I said on the last episode. And just like that, they proved it. They're legit. First initial reactions, week two, early reactions. Will, how far is this Bills team going to go? Not a high, not a ceiling, not a floor, like your prediction. The Super Bowl. They're, I, it's clear why they, at the beginning of the year, they had so much hype around them. They're showing why. They're showing their worth first two weeks of the season, I really think they can make the Super Bowl. This is it for them. This I feel like this is the year that they make it in possibly win it. Yeah, I mean, just reiterating what Will just said, I do not actually see this team losing a game. If I'm being, like, unbiased, I know I'm a Patriots fan. I do not see them losing a single game, especially with how they've come out in the first two nights. You know, opening night against the defending champs, you steamroll them, you embarrass them on their, on their home turf, and then you uh, return home Monday night football against the Tennessee Titans, a team that has beaten you in the previous year, a good running back, well-coached team, and you just flat out destroy them. You make them look like that they were a winless team. Um, the offense was clicking on all cylinders. You know, Stephon Diggs caught three touchdowns or two touchdowns. He had over 150 Great. yards receiving. Josh Allen threw for four touchdowns, I think. Like, it, it, everything was clicking defensively, offensively, special teams, forcing some turnovers. The one time that they actually had to punt in the past, what, five games, they muffed the, or, uh, the Titans muffed the punt. So I, I don't know what to say. I mean, this Bills team is very scary. They're a juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, and they're, they're the best team in the league. It's very obvious, and we knew what their offense was going to bring, but that defense has been nothing short of special. They've been amazing. Like all sides of the ball, whether it be defense, offense, special teams, I, I'd say they rank top two, top three in all of those, especially through week two. I know it's way too early to decide this, but they're the best team in the league, and, and they've shown it early, and I think they're going to continue to prove that, and they're going to be just fine going through that AFC East. They they should – I mean, if, they should be upset if they don't finish first in the AFC. And the AFC is very good this year, and they're the best team – in that conference. And, it, and it's very obvious looking at the other side of this team, because we are breaking down or the other team um, on the side of this game, because we're all breaking down this Monday night matchup. I mean, a terrible, terrible outing 
on all cylinders. Derrick Henry had 13 carries, 25 yards. He did run for a touchdown, but, I mean, 25 yards from the rushing king, from everything that, I mean, you th- you think every year he's competing for MVPs. I think that a very, 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 very low spot on this team is Ryan Tannehill. I've been saying it for a while now. Um, I'm glad that we got to see Malik Willis. Not a big sample size from him, but he's somebody that I really think should be a starting quarterback in this league. And I hate to say it, but the more these, the more this team gets blown out, and the more opportunities that Malik Willis has, I think the harder it is for Ryan Tannehill to keep the starting job. I'm not saying that he's going to lose it this year because they love him as a veteran presence, but I love Malik Willis, and I think that do he they can do even, it. Hold on, I'm going to interrupt. Do they even love Tannehill as a veteran leader? I mean, he had those controversial comments about Malik Willis. They had no comment. They had no. Comment. They didn't yeah. say anything about that. Okay. They never said anything about that, which, I mean, kind of makes you feel like you're going to be on the side of Ryan Tannehill if you're the organization, if you're not coming out and saying anything. Um, That's just more fuel to the fire for Malik Willis, and he's that kind of quarterback that builds off of that. Um, Like I said, not a big sample size, but the more real in-game regular season reps that he gets, the better for him. So that's a big positive for him. But this team doesn't look good, and this is a team that I have – you guys have the Colts, but I have them, the Titans, winning the AFC South. Right now, I just can't see it. You know, it's tough I don't have against like, the Giants. Right now, I have no one winning the AFC South. The Go Jags. I mean, the Jaguars, I feel like, as of right now, going into week three, have the same percentage chance to win the AFC South as the Titans and the Colts. Like, what have you seen from the Colts or the Titans in the first two weeks that have made you say, okay, they're going to win this division? While and you can't say what you said, or like you can't make those claims about the te- the uh, Titans or the Colts, and say that you can't for the Jaguars because at least the Jaguars' offenses look competent. Like first two weeks, I mean they scored, they didn't do great against Washington, but they still had a chance to win it at the end of the game. They still put up twenty two points, and then last week they won. They destroyed the Colts. They put up twenty four points. So what I, I'm I'm not sure. I think they're the leading scorers in the AFC South as well. I mean, the Texans Texans are done. I don't think the Texans really have a shot. But right now, I, I'm still not ruling out Jacksonville, even though they're bad. That's not really saying much, to be honest. No, you're right. This whole, this whole conference – or this whole division, excuse me, really isn't good. And it's kind of something that's been the case for years, and the Titans have been carrying it. And we talked about the Colts on the last episode, a lot of difficulties, um, a lot of difficulties in general, that whole team. And I talked about Matt Ryan. Now I'm talking about Ryan Tannehill. There's a lot of similarities between the two teams, you know, a a very strong running back. Um, I'd say the Colts defense is better than the Titans defense, but both teams have good defenses and they're just really not putting two and two together. And that's going to be a big struggle. But if you're going to do it in any division, I think it's got to be this one. Because you can go out, go zero and two, maybe one and one, and um, you know there's a lot of season left, and you have time to make up to maybe get that fourth spot um, in the playoffs, win the division, and kind of go from there. But I don't think any of these teams are going to make any noise coming into the postseason. No, not at all. I mean, this division in like the worst way possible is like wide open, and probably the last thing we'd expect going into the start of the season. I mean, obviously, we're talking about the Titans. The Titans, I had a little bit of high hopes for. Thought they'd be 
have decent. I know they have defensive struggles, but this team is very bad. Like they have not done anything at all to start this year. I'm surprised Derrick Henry is running the way he is. I'm surprised that Tannehill is still a starting quarterback after what happened in the last two weeks. I mean, they're a team that should be competing for a playoff spot, if not competing in the playoffs come that time of the year. And I'm surprised they're not making more drastic changes this early on. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens going forward. I'm, I'm not really going to press the panic button on the Titans quite yet. I kind of want to give it another two weeks before I do. But they are on the hot seat right now for AFC teams that are supposed to be good. I mean, same thing with the Colts. The Colts really – I think that at least the Titans have looked better than the Colts thus far. But like, like, yet again, that's not really saying much. But I think we can move on to the next game, Eagles versus Vikings. Another really stinker. This wasn't really a competition from the start. The Eagles came out and dominated. Jalen Hurts looked awesome. That offense was rolling and the defense was clamping. Griff, do, do you think that with everything that's happened in the, in the NFC East – that the Eagles are the absolute front runners to win this division. They have to be. I mean, when you're looking at competition, the Giants have had, I guess you could say, an impressive first two weeks. I'd probably say a lucky first two weeks, but the Eagles are legit. The Eagles win these games. Um, they win them with no doubt in mind, and they win in. They beat a Vikings team that this podcast has been hyping up. Um, since the beginning of – or even before the beginning of this season, they went out and they stomped them. I had Vikings plus eight and a half um, with a teaser that night. And I was like, eight and a half points. Come on. It's Eagles, Vikings. This is going to be a good game. I feel like these two teams are around like even in terms of skill and overall, like who's going to win this game. I think it, it was kind of tossed up in the air for me. Um, but when you go out, you shut down that whole running game from the Vikings. I mean, they only run, ran the ball 11 times. So that means Kirk Cousins is throwing the ball 40, 50, 60 times in a game. You can go out there. You have three running backs on the field, Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts, and Boston Scott. And, I mean, guess what? Jalen Hurts did it in the air. He, he had 333 yards, only threw one touchdown, but those 333 yards led to the two other touch er, two other touchdowns on the ground. Um, they, they really got it done. They're firing on all cylinders. I love the receivers on that team as well. Adding A.J. Brown was like – he didn't do too much in this pass. Actually, I feel like he did pretty good in this game. Um, no touchdowns, however. But adding A.J. Brown to a receiving core that already has Devonta Smith, you already have Goddard at tight end, and then have somebody step up kind of like a Quez Watkins, which is exactly what he's doing. You're all set on offense. Now it's really down to the defense, and they have such a good defense that they're going to be good. They're going to be really good this year. Um, and I've heard a lot of people early reactions saying that they could really make a run. They could be kind of like a Joe Burrow Bengals type team. But I, I don't want to say that they're better than that. But it is in the realm of possibility, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I, I kind of was going to say I have them as like an early prediction to possibly make a run in this year's playoffs. I mean, I don't really know who else right now in the NFC is really wowing us besides them i mean they're a real shocker team that we expected to be pretty good but not this good to start the season yeah 100 i agree with you will and i mean aside from the fact that dak prescott got hurt i still do like the cowboys i don't th- i think that the eagles will win the nfc east um i think the giants are just getting hot now and they'll tail off it's cool they and, haven't been hot in years yeah like it, it's cool they'll be 
I, they'll still be a six win seven. I mean, I'm with you now, Griff. I think they're going to go ten, seven and I, ten. I, 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 when I was uh, doing the my Excel sheet before with our predictions and stuff, I was like, huh, Griff said seven and ten, and they're they have a great chance of going seven or ten or better. And which is, like to be honest, I if I'm a Giants fan, I'm like, God damn it! Now we're going to be in that area where Daniel Jones will be our quarterback. Yeah even though that they are a quarterback away in my opinion. But I think that wraps up week two talk. I'm excited to dive right into week three and let's just go with our predictions. We'll go rapid fire Uh, Steelers at Browns. Both teams are one and one. This is the Thursday night game. Uh, The Cleveland Browns are favored by three points. I got the Browns. I got the Browns winning this game outright. Um, Spread is a different top, but this is going to be a very low-scoring game. It's going to be a run-heavy game. We're going to see a lot of Najee Harris. We're going to see a lot of Nick Chubb. We're not going to see a lot of quarterback play, but I got the Browns winning this game outright. Um, I got the Steelers winning this game outright, and as well, I'll take them plus three on Thursday night. I just don't like the Browns at all. I think we've seen them run the ball the first two weeks pretty well, and they haven't done anything with it. I don't see why they would be able to do it against the Steelers' defense. I like that. This is a toss-up game, but I'm going to go with the Browns. Two similar teams, um, but I do love Cleveland's defense, and I do like them a little bit more than the Steelers without T.J. Watt. You saw what the Steelers did against a physical defense like the Patriots. Cleveland, in my opinion, has more physical, a bit better um, speed in the secondary as well. I think Cleveland locks them down. It's going to be a low-scoring game, kind of like a dogfight at Cleveland. All right, and then next game, starting with the Sunday 1 o'clock games, this is going to be a great game, in my opinion. I'm very excited for this one. The Bills at the Dolphins. Buffalo is favored by my, by five and a half points. I'm going to just pick the Bills until they prove otherwise. Um, the Bills, like we just said, they're the best team in the AFC. They might be the, they probably are the best team in the NFL. I would probably take them with the points as well. This offense is way too good. The defense is way too good. And I think that we're not going to see back-to-back excellent weeks out of Tua Tagovailoa. I agree. I like the I like the Bills, and literally for the same reason. I just I won't not pick them until they lose. Pretty much, I don't see how. I mean, obviously this is going to probably be a really good game. I just don't see the Dolphins playing as well as they did last week. And to keep in mind, they had to come back against the Ravens, so they really need to be perfect against this Bills team to win. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills, give me the points. Give me a few more points to boost the odds. Um, I like them to win by at least a touchdown. Mm-hmm. All right, Almost. next game on the slate, we got the uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the Washington Commanders. Bo- uh, Eagles are 2-0. and The Commanders are 0-2. Philly is favored by five points. I mean, I got to go. I got to go the Eagles here. I, it's, I feel like it's the obvious choice. Love the Eagles. Um, we love just, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, love the Eagles. Love the Eagles. Love the points as well. I do as well. I, even if it's on the road, Jalen Hurts revenge game against the stadium. Revenge game in in uh, so FedEx. Road week. Is it still FedEx, or did they change mm-hmm. it after the? Uh... Uh, who knows? That, that's a <laughs> dumpster fire. Wait, wait. I actually have it right here. Yeah, it is FedEx. It is FedEx. Okay. All right. Um. So we all are going Eagles there, and then here we have the Chiefs at the Colts. This shouldn't be a one o'clock game, in my opinion. Like at before the season started, at least I feel like this was a very hyped up game. Um, the Chiefs are traveling to Indianapolis and they are favored by six and a half points. The Chiefs are two and oh, the Colts are oh, one and one. 
I have the Chiefs winning here. It's kind of like the same thing with the Bills. Until they prove me otherwise, I'm not going to pick against them. They've looked very good in the first – I actually can't even say in the first two weeks. They got lucky last week against the Chargers. But that's a lot of fixable mistakes, and I think that this offense bounces back against a team that's struggling. I got the Chiefs here. I just don't like the Colts at all. I, I feel like the Chiefs is just the obvious pick. Like, There's no chance that they win this game. Yeah, the, the Colts couldn't be Patrick Mahomes if they had 22 players on their defense. I, I, I got the Chiefs. Um, the Colts, I, I want to say Darius Leonard's out again. It, it, it kind of seems like an obvious pick. Yeah. All right, next game, we got the Chiefs. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Bengals 0-2 at the Jets 1-1. The Bengals are favored by 4.5, and, and I do think that this is the game that they start to bounce back. I know that the Jets beat them last year, but it's really hard to beat a team twice. Joe Flacco, yeah, he is. He's throwing for a ton of yards, but I, they shouldn't have won last week. And I think the Bengals are very hungry for this win. I think it's actually going to be a blowout. I have the Bengals in this one. Yeah, no, I mean this is a must-win for the Bengals—an early, early season must-win. And when you have a must-win against the Jets, you get it done. So mm-hmm. you said the same exact reasons why I would pick the Bengals. So go Bengals. All right, here, the next game on our list, we have the Saints 1-1 one and one at Carolina 0-2. Saints are favored by three points. The Saints coming off of kind of a snoozer last week against the the Bucks Division game, this could kind of go either way. Um, I'm picking New Orleans here, um, but this is really a toss-up game. I mean, the Panthers eventually have to win. That offense is too good to stay stagnant for this long. I like the Panthers this week. I, I think their offense is going to come out, put something together at home, and I really think they're going to get the job done against the Saints, especially after the way they played last week. They're kind of shaky now. I don't know how I feel about them too much. I feel like until otherwise, I'm going with the Panthers right now. Um, I like that pick. This is a toss-up game. Um, there's just a whole lot of pain everywhere, so we got to keep uh, fighting through. And um, what's the last word you said? I forget, but I got Jameis in this game. Um, Saints, they gotta they gotta pull through at some point. Gotta go Jameis. Um, and just gotta hope that it sticks through and prevails. All right. Um, next game on the be resilient. List. You said we have to be resilient. I remember it. <laughs> the one and one Baltimore Ravens at the one and one New England Patriots. The Ravens are favored by three points. I'm gonna be a homer here. I got the Patriots. I mean Belichick against the spread at home is like 15 and four. And people are like, oh, what about Tom Brady? He's four and two without Tom Brady in those games against the spread when he's the underdog. Um, I love the Patriots in this. I think that they're going to control the clock. And I think that the defense will do enough to slow down Lamar Jackson. And there's a reason why this spread is only three points. Like, I, I mean, people could think, Oh, the Ravens just put up 42 or 38 against the Dolph, whatever it was. Screw that. I got the Patriots here. I think after losing to the Dolphins last week, that's a big confidence deductor for the Ravens. I really feel like the Patriots are going to come out, play some solid defense, and they're going to really control this game from the start to finish, and I think they're going to win. It's going to be a close one, but they're going to win. I'm going to take what you said, Will, and I'm going to reverse it. I think this loss against the Dolphins is a heartbreaker, and uh, Lamar Jackson's going to take this in the best way possible. Didn't put enough points up on the board. Your defense didn't come through. Lamar Jackson's not going to leave a doubt this weekend, and I got the Ravens. All right. And, and it's all going to be because of Lamar. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I am kind of being a homer when I say this, but um, 
Such a good it, bounce back. I know. It, it's, I wish that we weren't the team that faced the um, the Ravens after last week. That was really a heartbreaker. But that defense, Baltimore's defense really looked bad. Like they looked like they weren't on the same page. And that offense in the second half looked very stagnant. So maybe that the Patriots can uh, can kind of fix or like capitalize on those errors that the Ravens were making. It's only in the fourth quarter, to be honest. But anyways, this is a game that I forgot to write down on our list. But we have Vegas at the Titans, right? Is it? Are they? I, I didn't write this one down. I apologize, but. This, um, I think you're right. Yeah. Or Vegas is home. Oh, no, no. Uh, Titans are home. Titans are home. Titans, Titans are home. Are I'm home. sorry. Yep, I'm sorry. It. All right. So the, the Titans are two and a half point favorites. Or, I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. The Titans are two and a half point <laughs> underdogs at home against Vegas. Both teams are 0-2. I have Vegas in this one. I, after Monday night on a short week when you get dismantled in Buffalo – you get to face another team in Vegas that I think is a tough team. This team was very capable of being 2-0, but they ran into two uh, two unfortunate matchups. I think with the Chargers game, week one is tough, obviously. And then you lose in overtime. You blew a 20-point lead against the Cardinals. I, I think Vegas pulls this one out, and uh, McDaniels gets his first win of the season. Agreed. I agree 100%. Tennessee – um, I'm kind of taking these losses and seeing what they're going to do off of these um, or off of those losses coming back next week. I think Las Vegas has a very, uh, very much better chance of kind of counting this as a bounce back week. I like them in this situation. Fun fact, um, he's not on the Raiders anymore. Henry Ruggs um, was back on the field the other day getting some field working. Yeah, Saul Goodman's that guy's lawyer. I've ne- oh, how is he free? <laughs> Who freed him? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, who who allowed it? But I'm also going. Yeah, I'm also going the Raiders for no other reason than the Tennessee Titans suck. Like they just have no good reason to lose this game. If they lose this game, then they both suck still. All right, next game: Detroit versus Minnesota. I got Detroit here. To be honest, um, I think that this is a very big momentum win for them. They're going to. Minnesota, the Vikings are six-point favorites at home. I, I love Detroit here, and I think that Amon Ross St. Brown is really doing something that's awesome, helping out Jared Goff. DeAndre Swift is there. Um, it's it just the defense is flying around. I, I got Detroit here, and especially after the short week for Minnesota, this is a trap game for them. It's fair. I, I, feel like, uh, I really feel like this may be a trap game, um, but – getting dismantled the way you did against the Eagles. Um, you got to come back. This is a good opponent to kind of get a real test of where you're going to be at. Are you going to be around the level of this team in Detroit? Or are you going to try to sneak into a wild card, be a little bit ahead of them? Um, and I think that they'll prevail. I'm going to go Minnesota this week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
I'm going to go the Lions for the exact opposite reasons of you, Griff. I think the Vikings are going to think they have an easy opponent this week, and they're going to bite the Vikings right in the ass and beat them. <laughs> All right. So the next game on the list, we have the Texans at the Bears. What a snooze fest. I, I guess I have the Bears here. The Bears are one and one. The Texans are 0-1 and one. And Chicago is two and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, I got the Bears here. Um, I'll go Bears, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Tie. Tie. But yeah, I'll go Bears. Not even, like not even a bad pick. Bears. Okay. Next game, Jacksonville at the Chargers. I don't even want to ask you guys about this. This is just straight Chargers across the board. It's got um, Chargers got to be. Chargers got to be. break. Oh, you, got a, you got a long week off. Chargers are seven-point favorites at home. This is the start of the 4 o'clock slate on Sunday, by the way. Yeah, the, the Chargers got this one in the bag. Got it. And here we have the Rams at the Cardinals. Both teams are one and one. The Cardinals are four point underdogs at home. I got the Rams here. I hate the Cardinals. I hate them. I hate Kyler. Just annoying. I obviously hate both teams. Um, so I guess I'll just go with the team. I think they both suck too, to be honest. So I guess I'll just there's two reasons that I'm gonna go with the Rams here. Um, first off, they play in SoFi, and so do my Bolts, my beloved Bolts. Um, and second off, they won the Super Bowl last year. You're playing against the Cardinals. Kyler Murray, Warzone just came out, so and Modern Warfare too. So Rams, Rams. Got a lot of similar picks this week. All I'm right, not a big fan of this game, by the way. Straight up, I don't like this Rams Cardinals game early in the yeah, season. It's. I just want to say, I, 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 uh, I think that both teams are below where everybody thought that they were by. An ex, like an insane margin. I think they both suck, um, and this is going to be a snooze fest. Interesting. And here's another pickup game. Really, we got the the one in or no the two and oh Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home against the one and one Green Bay Packers, a NFC Championship rematch of two years ago. Tampa Bay is favored by two and a half points. I have the Packers in this one. Mike Evans is out. Chris Godwin most likely out. So your receivers are Julio Jones, Rashad Perriman. Um, I got the Packers in here. And Cole Beasley. He's on the practice squad. I don't know if he's going to get elevated or not, but he might not this week. That'd be my guess. Yeah, but, but um, I if I have to hammer a prop bet, Leonard Fournette anytime touchdown, just because he tweeted out earlier in the week. Don't worry, fantasy owners, I will get a touchdown sometime soon. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers as well. Uh, I think that adding Lazard back in this lineup gives Rodgers a little bit off his shoulder. Tom Brady was very visibly frustrated in the last week. I think we're going to carry that over to the next week. The Packers are going to win this one. I'm going Packers. and This, this is an opportunity opportunity for them to win a game against the Bucs. I mean, this is obviously the Bucs are looked at as a good team. I feel like this is a good game for them to boost their confidence the rest of the season. All right, the next game on the slate, we have the 0-2 Falcons going to Seattle, the 1-1 Seahawks. Seahawks are favored by two points at home. I have Atlanta in here. I'm sorry, Griff. Um, I think that we really do see Kyle Pitts being unleashed this week. And I think that the offense of Seattle takes a little bit more of a step back after last week's performance in San Francisco. So I have Atlanta winning their first game of the season here. I got the Seahawks straight up. Go Seahawks. 
right. Um, this is I'm such ready. a tough game to to take. I don't know why we're favored. I feel like the Falcons are like good. Like I like the Falcons. They're zero and two, but it's a tough zero and two. Um, I'm I've been like thinking about this all day actually because I knew we were recording obviously, and I was like this game is gonna come up and I don't know what I'm gonna pick. Um, Kenneth Walker breakout week. We're gonna see him used in the offense a little bit more. Um, I like your prediction, Stav, but I don't agree. I think Kyle Pitts is a bust. We'll go Seahawks. We'll go Seahawks. I got a ride. We're still on our championship hangover right now after beating the Broncos week one. All right. Sunday, that wraps up the 4 o'clock slate. Now we go to Sunday night football. Another game that I think is going to be a snooze fest, but there's no such thing as a bad slate. No. We have the San Francisco 49ers at Denver and facing the 1-1. Both teams are 1-1. The Denver Broncos, obviously. San Francisco is favored by one point. I'm going 49ers here. I don't like what the Broncos are doing. I think that Throwing Hackett into his second primetime game is going to make him way too cautious. I don't think that locker room loves Russell Wilson. I think he, they're very annoyed of him. And Jerry Judy's status, status is still up in the air. Jimmy G, Sunday Night Football, that's just a recipe for Debo Samuel to run the ball a ton. Um, we're going to see a big game out of Debo. I think George Kittle will probably be back. Yeah, I, I, I got the 49ers in here. I got the 49ers. I like and I think Jimmy G is going to have a big game. I think Debo is going to have a big game. And I'm ready for that defense to show a big. I think this Broncos team is going to get embarrassed on national television on Sunday night. Um, this roster is set up for Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback. Um, that's just the way that the GM, John Lynch, uh, made this team. You know, they weren't ready to get Trey Lance. They did get Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo is the chosen one. He always has been. He always will be. Jimmy G is going to go into Denver at mile high. He's going to throw the ball around. They're going to have a great time. And the 49ers are going to win this ball game. And Jimmy Garoppolo loves beating Russell Wilson. Couldn't do it a lot when Russell Wilson was in the blue and green. So he's going to go in there. This is a revenge game for Jimmy G. All right. And the last game of week three, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team going to the Meadowlands to face the New York Giants on Monday night football. The one and one Dallas Cowboys undefeated uh, New York Giants for the division title early in the week three slate. Um, the Giants are favored by two and a half points at home, and that just makes me think I want to take the Dallas Cowboys. I think this is going to be a good game, actually. I think that we're going to see a lot of Cooper Rush, and I think we're going to see Zeke actually unleash for the first time this season. I got the Cowboys. I also got the Cowboys. I think this is kind of going to be a snooze fest of a game. I don't really expect too, too much from either team, but I do have kind of an off-brand prediction or kind of like a suggestion, even though they won't listen. But I think the Cowboys should sign OBJ. Yeah, they should. They should. No still, they shouldn't have them. still waiting on Michael Gallup to return. Um, I love what Noah Brown's doing over there. I love the connection. That's the practice quad connection between Cooper Rush and Noah Brown, and it's like – magical because the, these guys practice together every day when they're on the practice squad um, running the scout team offense. They got a chance to do it under the lights in a tough MetLife stadium. I'm going to go Cowboys. Um, I liked what I saw from Cooper Rush out of last week. I actually thought he was very good. Um, the Giants just strictly cannot start off a 3-0. and It's impossible. When was the last time we saw it? I don't know. Um, might have been Eli OBJ days. I don't even know if they did then because 3-0 is pretty difficult. And when you're the Giants, I don't think they've ever even sniffed that. 
got to go Cowboys. Cowboys are going to go two and one. They're going to win a couple of games for when Dak comes back. And I think they might sneak into a wild card spot this year. Yeah. That's the main reason why I didn't choose the Giants yeah. this week. I don't see them going three and oh. I think that would just, they just can't. Win. It just doesn't make also, sense. Like 12 years ago, like on Sunday, that was like the last time that every New York team won. Like yes. New York Mets, Yankees, Jets, and Giants all won on the same day. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't. I hate that game too. And I think kind of editing note for the podcast purposes, I think that we should just pick the spreads of the games instead of just straight out. Right. I'm with that. I'm, I was actually thinking about that today. I was thinking, because, um, I was thinking we pick at least one either spread or over under for each yeah. game. We pick our pick for the game. Because like for 11 of the 16 matchups, we all have the same team. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that. I, like I mean, that. to be I, I, looking at the schedule, it kind of looks like an away week. It just looks like the away yeah. teams are going to get the job done this week. Mm-hmm. Um, do we want to throw in that wrinkle right now and just pick the over-unders for these games? I mean, I think that yeah, we, we should after. Time. Yeah, we have, we have, we're kind of cruising through this. But um, I think we should go lock of the week, and then we'll, we'll throw in the surprise over-under lines. Oh, yeah. All right, yeah. All right. So, Griff, get us started with your lock of the week for NFL Week 3. Um, I'm glad that you asked me to start this off, Stav. I want to begin this lock of the week with an apology. Um, you know, 0-2, I said it on the last episode. It's super difficult. It's been on my mind all week. I've been thinking about it. Um, I've been having a bad week because of it. Um, and I just strictly cannot stop thinking about it. So this week, I had the chef up, a nice little lock. Um, it's for a certain team down in Philadelphia to cover by a touchdown, at least over the Washington commanders. I hate the commanders. I hate Carson Wentz. Um, who else do I hate on that team? Um, not many people. I like Jahan Dotson, but the Philadelphia Eagles are a wagon. We talked about them earlier in the episode. We hyped them up. We already have them winning this week. I like the spread minus six and a half. Go Eagles. Go Jalen Hurts. Go David Montgomery, or not David Montgomery, who's their running back? Uh, Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. I mix those two up. I have both of them in fantasy. So. All right, Will, your turn. Um, I'm riding high. I already picked them to win this week at the Vikings. I'm going to take the Lions plus six. Lions Easy money. Plus six. All right, so that leaves me. I have – the San Francisco 49ers plus or uh, minus one against the Denver Broncos, mostly just because, I mean, that's a pick em game. And I think the 49ers are going to win. I just think there's so much momentum for this team right now. And especially all these reports coming out about the locker room really ra- rallying around Jimmy G for sticking with them essentially. And a lot of people are now saying that this locker room, prefers Jimmy G over Trey Lance, which is interesting. But I mean I do. that I agree. I think the head coach likes him more. I think all the receivers like him more. I, I mean you have to know for a fact that George Kittle likes him more. Um the defense doesn't matter. This team loves Jimmy Garoppolo and that's exactly why I talked about it and why I have them winning this week stuff. This team was built for Jimmy G. That's been their quarterback. He's brought them to a Super Bowl. They're gonna ride under him. They're, they, they're going to ride for him all season with Trey Lance being out because I feel like in that locker room, they feel that number 10 should be that starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it a lot. I like that pick a lot. So. All right. So let's get to 
the over-unders. Starting with Thursday night football, we have – this is a slow one, I feel like, but at the same time, I don't. So it's 38 points straight for the Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Griff, what do you think? 38? Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the under. Uh, I predicted this was a dogfight, um, and I'm going to stick with it. This is going to be a very physical game. Both teams with offenses that have been struggling but very good defenses, I think that will prevail. They'll hit the under. I got like maybe 13 to 10 in this game. All right. I also have the under, I think, for obvious reasons here. Like, just this game just looks like it's set up to build. It's just set up for the under. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I have – I got the over in this just to be different, I guess, but 38 points is a low scoring game. And I think mm-hmm. one of these teams will at least put up 24 and the other team will put up what 14. So, I mean, the Browns have scored in the yeah. first three weeks or first two weeks. And I mean, the, the Steelers scored in week one. They didn't really score anything last week. They still scored 14. So that's kind of the magic number here. I think that the score would be like something like 24 to 14, the over. Actually, that would make it, make it a push. So I, I think the over is going to hit just for that sake. Okay. The Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills over under is 53. I got the over here. I think that the Bills are going to do it by themselves. You got to hammer the over. This is two teams coming off an insane offensive week. I already know Will's going to agree with us as well. Um, the over has to be smashed. You're betting the over. Everybody's betting the over this weekend. And if it doesn't hit, then you're not going to be upset. This is going to be an exciting game. Mm-hmm. How can you not bet the over? Yeah, exactly. It's as simple as that. All right. Next, we have the Patriots and the Ravens, 43 and a half. I love the under here. 43 and a half, huh? I'm going to go under as well. I'm going to go under as well. I think that it's going to be close to that number, however. Mm-hmm. I really do. But I'm going to I'm gonna take the under. I'm going to go over, and it barely hits. Okay. All right, next game, the Washington Commanders versus the Philadelphia Eagles, 47 points. I have the over here. I think that the Eagles' offense is electric. They're going to score 30-plus. And we know that Carson Wentz and the Commanders love throwing the ball in the second half just to try and come back. They'll get some garbage time points and make the over hit here. Sorry, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but outside my apartment complex, there's just children screaming in the yard. Um, I, I love the over in this I for the exact same reason. Um, there's going to be kind of a, a lot of makeup touchdowns, like trying to get back to into the game um, from Washington. It's all about how many points Washington puts up because you know what the Eagles are going to do. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Over. Okay. All right. The next game on this list, the Colts versus the Kansas City Chiefs, 49 and a half. I'm going over here. Actually, no, I'm going to go under here. I think that the Chiefs score a lot. I don't think the Colts score basically anything. Yeah, I agree. I love the under in this game. Um, I don't even think the Chiefs are going to score a ton. I might be wrong, but I don't think they'll score a ton. Um, They're going to do what it takes to win. They're going to win this by a healthy margin, but the under is going to hit. I agree, Griff. I agree exactly what you said. Okay. All right. The next game I have on this list, Carolina Panthers versus the New Orleans Saints at 40 and a half. I actually have the under in this. I hate both offenses right now. And if anything, I think that the uh, Saints will score. However, I don't see the Panthers scoring a lot. 
but this game really does have the chance to have the over hit in the first half. But I'm going to pick the under. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the over um, because I think it could hit in the first half. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> the offenses of these two teams, I hate the defenses of these two teams. I hate these two teams. I think they just stink. Um, and for that reason – Baker's got to get it going at some point. He's got to do something. Same as Jameis, this is the right week to do it. I'm going to take the over, and I feel like this is going to be the unexpected shootout that we see on Red Zone on Sunday. All right. Mm. Next game, Titans versus Raiders, 45 and a half. It's a lot of points for two shitty teams. I'm going to go the under here. Under. Under. All right. Um, Vikings versus Detroit Lions, 53 and a half. The over is hitting. I don't care. The over is hitting in this one. These are two electric offenses. Vikings didn't score a lot in week two. They're going to come back, bounce back. This is going to be a good game, in my opinion, a close one, and it's going to lead to the over hitting. I'll also take the over. Okay. All right. The Bears versus Texans, 40 and a half under. Bears, Texans, 40 and a half. I'm going to go under. Um, I don't know. I like the Bears offense. Um, but, you know, in my head, I'm saying each team has to score at least 20 or another team can obviously score above. I don't see the Texans scoring a lot of points this week. I don't think the Bears can do it by themselves. So I'm going to have to stick with the under. I'm going to also go with the under. I feel like the total score of this game is going to be like 22 points. 12 to 10. Four field goals. That'd be, yeah. that'd be interesting. All right. Next Defense game. Week for the tickers. Yeah. Next game, the Jets versus the Bengals at 45. I have the – I got the under in this one. I think that it's going to kind of be reminiscent of week one where the Jets don't score. And the Bengals scored like just enough to put the game away kind of early, and they take their foot off the gas and just waste clock. I got the under in this one. We go with the over. I'm going to go with the over too. I think this is, this is a good uh, this is a good chance for the Jets to put up some points, um, but then lose and then make it seem like oh, it's the defense's fault. Um, <laughs> but I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I think Joe Burrow's got to have something going for him. Joe Flacco's almost done playing quarterback again, so why not go out with a bang? All right, next game. When is Zach Wilson coming up? Sorry for interrupting, but when is he coming back? They say like week four. but That's soon. Okay, so yeah, I I like the over. All right, next game we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Green Bay Packers at 42. I got the over in this one. Oh, you got to take the over in this one. I'm going to take the under. All right. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. Um, we, got the, we got the Chargers versus the Jaguars at 47 and a half. Will, you're going over? Oh, yeah. Going the over. I'm going to take the under. Justin Herbert coming off an injury. Um, He's playing the next week. It's going to be a little difficult, but I still think the Chargers are going to get it done by a marginal amount. It's a lot of points to score, however. I'm going to have to take the under. I'm going to take the over here just because I think that it's going to be kind of similar of the Commanders game where it is 
a lot of garbage time points for one side. All right, next we got the Cardinals versus the Rams at 49. Cardinals, Rams at four. Oh, I mean, I got uh, – I'm mm. taking the under. I'm, a, I'm taking the under. Taking the under. These teams stink. Go with the over. I'll be different. <laughs> I like that. All right. I like that, Will. We have the Seahawks and the Falcons at 42. I'm going under. under. I'm going under. Both. I don't know why I kind of like the over. I took the Seahawks so in this game. If the Seahawks win this game, it's going to be because there's not a lot of points scored. Okay. So that's why I'm going with it. All right. Will has the over. San Francisco and the Broncos, 45. I'm taking – I'm taking the over in this one. I think what that we do. Over? I'm going to go under. I actually do like the under, though. I'm not taking that because you guys took the over. I like the under in this game. Yeah, the I, I, crazy. I think that we'll start seeing flashes of the Broncos' offense. But I think that the 49ers just kind of score at will because I don't like Denver's defense. All right, the last game of the week. Dallas versus the Giants at 39 and a half. I'm taking the over. Uh, once I see a three, I'm taking the over. Oh, yeah. There's a three in that, so over. Over. All right. All right. And I think that wraps up week three predictions of the NFL season. Griff, throwing it up to you. Yeah, I – uh I uh, hope you guys enjoyed next week. Uh, well, first off, first off, sorry, stop threw it up. It got stuck on the ceiling. Um, <laughs> um, but I'm sorry about the uh, mid recording audible. Next week for each game, we'll do it. You know, at the same time, the spread and the over under. Um, but we hope you guys enjoyed adding a little bit more beef into this episode, um, a little bit more time into this episode. Uh, a little bit more time that you can hear Will's voice. So we hope you guys enjoyed. Enjoy week three. I know we all will. We will see you to recap this week. And peace. 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 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.